Welcome to a special episode of Randall Parker's Film Club. You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. As I've just said, this is a special episode. This time, I'm recording this episode on Sunday the 25th of July 2021, which just so happens to be my 50th birthday. I had planned a bigger, better episode, but had to change due to the fact that I'm on the run from crazed maniac Mark Richards, who wants to pan me head in. I'm about as welcome at home as Pete Doherty at a not stinking a piss conference. I had planned on having a few friends around, and as you can imagine, the less people who know where I am, the better. I was even going to let my mum sing my favourite birthday song, Randall the Birthday Prince, a song she sings to me every birthday, but that ain't going to happen. I had lined up an interview with local actor Doug Foster, who'd been in a few blockbusters, but I've heard nothing from him since I sent him a link to a couple of my podcast episodes. Whenever I call, he just goes straight to answer phone. Strange, that. But what we are going to do is we're going to review a couple of films from 1971, answer a few of your emails, and a couple of the normal regular features. But firstly... Strange sounds from the dark corridor. Yes, he's back. I got this email earlier this week. We thought we'd heard the last of him, didn't we? But nah, he can't help himself, can he? It goes, Dear Randall, may I congratulate you on your 50th birthday. It's no small achievement that someone so irritating has managed to get to the age you have without being either murdered or put down. It hardly surprises me that in your last podcast you were forced on the run and had to record your episode locked in a tank along with a bucket of your own shit. You mentioned that you thought that perhaps it was the first time that someone had done a podcast from inside a World War II tank with a bucket of their own feculence. But as with most of your facts, including your film ones, this was not true. I would like to draw your attention to the fabulous podcast 24 Hours in a Tank with Carl Shepard, in which every week Carl spends 24 hours living in a tank. On returning to listening to your podcasts, I noticed that they had not improved any, and your delivery is still at an amateur level. I think Mark Commode's job is safe. Birthday wishes, The Dark Corridor. P.S. I have a friend who works in the probation service and she has given me Mark Richards' contact address. I have sent him the details of your current location. Well, as you can hear, I'm not in a World War II tank like last week. After getting this email, I decided to relocate, so thanks for that. The leper never changes its spots, does it? I wouldn't have read it out normally, but the old emails have been a thin on the ground this week, and I've only just managed to find somewhere where I can get Wi-Fi. And this is the closest thing about to a birthday card. What we're living like this. It's not how I imagined my 50th birthday. <clears throat> I do have to agree with him on one point. 24 Hours in a Tank with Carl Shepard is a cracking podcast. I'll race through four of them last night, and I can highly recommend, so thanks for writing in with that, Mr Dark Corridor. I was actually being sarcastic there. More commode. Isn't a commode like a toilet? Full of shit. Right, so, on to me other email this week, and it goes, Dear Randall, 
Instead of sitting on your fat arse and reviewing films, why don't you make one of your own? Raymond Cress. He's written that in block capital letters there. Well, Ray, I hope you don't mind me calling you Ray. You're obviously not a regular listener to the show, otherwise you would have heard the section films that what I would like to see. When I pitch film ideas, that are for sale. And should anyone want to give me money for them, Ray, I'd gladly make them. Hope that answers your question. Just in case anyone wants to talk to Ray about his anger issues, his email is bigray68 at live.com. I stopped at me mate Ken's house for a night earlier on in the week, and I don't know if I mentioned Ken, but he's a bit of a shut-in. He never goes out the house, and he's a computer genius, and he managed to find out where good old Raymond lives, so if you're up in Leeds, why not pop in for a cuppa? The address is 54 Cedar Drive, Chapel Allerton, Leeds, LS5, 3DQ. So pop along, mention the podcast. Great stuff. Now, on to our reviews today, and there are two films from the year of my birth, 1971, and we'll be taking a look at a film called A New Leaf, written and directed by a lady called Elaine May. Ding dong. Well done, Dolph. But our first film this week, in its time, was quite controversial, and it's called Clockwork Oranges, and it's made by Stanley Kubiks. First thing about this is, it's not an easy watch, and there's some nasty shit towards ladies that I wasn't too happy about. A woman should be treated like a lady and given flowers and chocolates, not punched in the mush and have titles cut in her best frock. Now, it follows a right nasty shit called Alex, and him and his mates run around dressed like they're out of some blur video or something, and basically drive around being total twats, doing murders, rapes and muggings and stuff like that. There's this tramp ride, and they give him a good kicking, basically, for just stinking a piss or something. Now, I ain't got a problem with that. Well, I have. But I haven't, if you know what I mean. The problem I've got is that this gang is supposed to be 17 or 18, but look about 40-odd. I mean, they've got the fat bloke from DL and Pasco in there. Now, old Alex gets caught and they send him off to prison. Now, he gets sent on a course to make him better, which entails him having his eyes clamped open using a device that's probably based on something you'd have to use to watch a whole episode of Mrs Brown's Boys. Now, he's made to watch all this audible shit and he can't look away and this makes him not want to be a twat anymore and they set him free. But once outside, everyone he treated like a twat treats him like a twat and basically he becomes a twat again, then it ends. I think this was supposed to be a social commentary on how society makes us what we are and tried to be cleverer than it actually was. But in 1971, I think most blokes went along to see a woman having titles cut in their best frock and getting punched in the mush. Ratings-wise, I did enjoy it, but not as much as I anticipated, so I'm going to put this on a par with Shrek Goes Forth. That was Clockwork Oranges. Watch that if you enjoy seeing blokes in bowler hats drinking milk. As I said, this is the 50th birthday edition of Randall Parker's Film Club. Just to clear things up, it's my birthday, not the podcast's. I'm currently still on the run from the evil Mark Richards, who wants to pan me head in. I've managed to get into White and Bailey Fabrication where I work and spend the weekend here whilst no one's about. 
I'm pretty sure that me dossing down here won't affect me being on furlough. I've made a bed in one of the storerooms and I've got the password to the Wi-Fi so I'm back up and running with the podcast. I was doing a bit of investigating and found some very interesting magazines in Large Lionel's locker, which I'm sure Mr White would be very interested in if he found out about. Randall Parker's Film Fact In the film The Theory of Everything, Stephen Hawkins dubbed Eddie Redmayne's wheelchair voice. Randall Parker's Film Fact It's very strange this. It's about 8pm and uh, it don't feel like my birthday. On a normal birthday, Mum wakes me up with a rendition of Randall the Birthday Prince. Makes me breakfast in bed. I usually get a dippy egg with soldiers. Then it's on to cards and prezzies. I usually get the run of the telly all day, uh, and I can watch what I want. Around about lunchtime, Mr Wise usually pops along. Lovely fella. Comes around with a card and a gift. Last year he got me an iPhone. It's very nice of him. For the boss, he does get that extra mark for his staff. He usually stops for a party tea, and we have a few games and cake. And then, as a special treat, Mum usually lets me stay up till at least half ten. But none of that this year, just me alone in this cold factory. It's a bit creepy in here at night. It's usually just so full of noise, but I don't know. Right, on to competition time. Now, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, you could be the proud owner of a brand new iPhone. All you need to do is text Dealer Dave with the name of the person who is pushing gear on his patch. Since mentioning this on a previous podcast, he's been inundated with names of people, but unfortunately, they're just a few lower-ranking Joeys, and they wouldn't give up any info. Now, Dealer Dave says, only text in if you've got concrete evidence that the person you're ratting on is Mr Big. So Dealer Dave's number is 07745 So, good luck with that. <laughs> Films that what I would like to see. Right, on to films that what I would like to see. How's about this one then? An action film. The Neighbour. A mild-mannered, lovely fellow is happily living his life when an old school friend comes out of prison and moves in next door. The ex-con, for no real reason, wants to kill the mild-mannered man, so the mild-mannered man goes on the run but the ex-con catches up with him, but the mild-mannered man kicks him so hard in the balls that the ex-con ends up with three Adam's apples and dies. But because the ex-con was a twat, the police let the mild-mannered man off with a caution. Probably going to be starring Jason Statham. So, as always, it's available for sale, so any film companies out there that are interested, you can contact me via email at randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Films that what I would like to see. I'd usually be on my second slice of birthday cake by now. Last year, Mum made me one in the shape of Thor's hammer. Randall Parker's film face-off. So, as it's my birthday, I've decided to do a film face-off with two of my all-time favourite films on a similar theme. And that's the horror classic Carrie and the classic film Matilda. Now, I could talk about these two films being similar for hours on end, but I'll keep it short. I don't know, maybe one day I'll do a whole episode on my fan theory about these two films, but let's not run ahead of ourselves here. Right, both these films are based on classic works of fiction. Carrie by Stephen King's and Matilda by Ronald Donald. 
Now, both of the girls are picked on by their friends and family, and both of them are able to use their minds to move things about. The main difference is in these that Callie seems to be more fragile, but Matilda's got a bit of a spring in her step and quite often enjoys dancing around the house with a few pots and pans. Now, shit does happen to both characters, and they use their powers to sort it out in different ways. Now, Callie, after getting drenched in blood, burns the school down with everyone inside it, but Matilda just glues her dad's hat on. I love both of these films. I can identify with both of the characters, as at school I felt similar to them. I was once made to do my PE, my vest and pants, even though I got me kit. Mr Jones, the PE teacher, was very strange like that. Anyway, this week we were doing a cross-country ride, and a bird did a big shit on me, and the old class was laughing at me. And like Matilda and Callie, I tried to use telekinesis on them to wreak havoc, but I was concentrating so hard I just shat my pants. I can't really choose between these two films, as I love them so much, but we can't have a draw, because that ain't in the rules. So I'm going to choose Matilda for the simple reason that the girl is out of Thomas the Tank Engine and the Magic Railroad. Randall Parker's Film Face-Off Now I would like to give a shout out to today's sponsor, but unfortunately I haven't managed to find one this week. What we're spending the night on Ken's sofa, one night at the bus station and two nights in a hedge. I do know it's unprofessional, but I can only apologise. I do keep wondering about Mum if she's okay. I bet she's out of her mind with Woody, especially today being my 50th. I know she's a funny old cow at times, and she did kill that vicar once, but I do love her. I bet she's called the police and they're scouring the country for me. Poor Mum. Now, our final film this week is another one from 1971, and it's a comedy called A New Leaf. Now, this is written, directed, and stars Elaine May, and also a chap called Walter Matthau. Right. Now, he plays a right grumpy fucker who basically was rich, but then becomes poor and decides he don't like the prospect of becoming poor. So he hatches a plan to find a rich woman to marry, and then kill her and pocket the cash. Anyway, after a while, he finds Elaine, who just happens to be the clumsiest fucker on the planet. Anyway, they get married, he falls in love, gets the chance to kill her, but then he don't. I got a bit fed up halfway through and lost interest, as I'd promised myself a couple of episodes of 24 hours in a tank with Carl Shepard. And I was just waiting for it to end, really. Ratings-wise, it's not something I'd normally watch, and I wasn't gripped by it, so I'm going to put it on a par with something like Mean Girls 2. You know, looking back, 1971 wasn't a great year for films. Why couldn't I have been born in 1977 then? At least I'd get Star Wars, wouldn't I? Thank you for listening to my birthday episode of Randall Parker's Film Club. It's been a bit of a damp squid this episode, hasn't it? I'd got all these great plans for it, but as with most of my 50 trips around the sun, fate has once again farted in my face. I'm sorry that Doug Foster didn't get back in touch for the interview. Yeah, disappointing that was. As always, you can email me, randallparker1971 at gmail.com. That's the email address. I'd love to hear from you, just as long as your name isn't Raymond Cress. 
I'm off to enjoy the rest of my birthday in my little bedroom I've made in storeroom three. Ta-da for a bit. (laughs) 